Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Take Me There, a podcast about travel. I'm Andrew Ford. And I'm Alexandra Ford. And we are losing it today. Oh my God. Well, we got a bit of interesting um, travel related news, Uh which was basically that uh, LA Times just said that LA County, the county we live in, uh, is probably going to extend the stay at home order through the end of July. Look, that's good. They got to do what they got to do to keep people safe. And I want them to do that. I'm I'm just losing my mind here. We gotta yeah. we gotta keep it interesting. Look, we're rule followers. We want people to mm-hmm. do the good thing and the yeah. healthy thing and yeah. wear your mask and actually wear it if Please you go out wear in it. public. Don't just wear it around your neck. I don't get that. You look why like do a people, dog. Why do people wear, wear it around it. their neck or like hold it in their hand? I'm like, just don't bring it if you're gonna I be a bad know. boy, it's so bad girl. Stupid. Um but anyway, we're gonna probably be uh living a similar life through the end of July, which is barely going out. Uh yeah, it's not great. No travel, no at travel. least in the next few months. Uh, not that I expected to do a lot of travel, but I guess I, I would have liked to have done a little. Just um, for a change of scenery. But, you know, we're going to stick to walking around the neighborhood, climbing new sets of stairs, taking drives where we don't have to get out to go to the bathroom, figuring yeah. that out. So I'm not happy. Uh, yeah, me neither. Nobody's happy. This is the the biggest bummer ever. Some sick freak out there is happy, I bet. Yeah, you know who's happy? Like, doggies and kitties. They're like, yay, mommy and daddy (laughs) are staying home forever. Uh, That's it. Sure. And uh, people have other pets, lizards, birds. Sure. Put the lizards and birds in there and the turtles and the fish. They're probably all happy. Oh, my God. Anyway. This isn't a pets podcast. Pets.com. When's that coming back? What? Um, oh, my God. All right. So let's we talk about our episode. episode. We have We're a good episode. We're ruining it with our bullshit. Yeah. Tell us okay. about our episode. We have tonight. a fantastic episode about a place that I've been dying to go. Mm-hmm. And we have such a great source and guide to the area. It is the wonderful actress, filmmaker, writer, Jessie Barr, mm-hmm. who tells us about, uh, we're going to Portland, Oregon with her. Important mm-hmm. to make the distinction. Yes. You kept saying Portland, Maine, and that was wrong. I did. Portland, Oregon. And uh, she shot her first feature there, and it was supposed to premiere at the Portland Film Festival, but unfortunately, global pandemic happened, and she wasn't able to do that, but hopefully, I mean, she gets so into it. So we are preparing it on oh this podcast. Oh my God, podcast. get ready to listen to an entire <laughs> movie. No. Um, her movie... Uh, I think there's like some stuff in the works about how it may premiere. I, I don't know. It's all under wraps for now, but it looks beautiful from the stills that I've seen. Um, but Jessie is wonderful. She's like such a light and she has such an amazing energy. I can't wait to she see her She has great movie. recommendations for Portland. Yeah, she really does. Great. Very specific restaurants, mm-hmm. where to stay, what to do. It just sounds like a kind of like magical, lush, green... Please. Yeah, it sounds like I would like it. It sounds like I would like like living there, which is a very LA thing to do. Mm-hmm. To be like, oh, I'm going to leave here and mm-hmm. move to Portland. I mean, Oregon. we're cliches it for anything. So uh, let's, uh, you know let's what? Let's let's just take a deep breath. Okay. Let's regroup. Okay. Let's imagine ourselves because I don't want to project. I don't want to project my uh, negative attitude onto this episode because no. the episode is very good. Yeah, the episode is wonderful. It's a lovely it lifted escape. me out of my funk. Yes, for a brief. Okay, hour. so you want us to take a breath? Anyway, so let's take a breath. 
Ah. Let's transport ourselves to the Pacific Northwest. Wow. It's green. There's water everywhere. A bird flew by. artisanal coffee available. Cheese is on the ground, but it's still good to eat. What? Like someone dropped it, but it's dropped onto a clean part of the ground. Uh, Andrew's eating dirty cheese, I guess. Um, So yes, let's go to Portland, Oregon with Jesse Barr. This is Take Me There. <laughs> well, thank you again for coming on the yes, pod. We're delighted much. to have you. My pleasure, really. I was I'm very honored and and I also love that it's like, you know, I love that you're married and you're doing this together and I just I love I love that. I love travel. So I'm I feel oh, honored. Yeah. Yay, thank you. Mm. Well, um as I said off mic before this started, I feel like I know the answer to this question, but Jesse, did you have any travel plans that were interrupted by the pandemic that we find ourselves in right now? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre to, to feel like not long ago I was thinking of getting on a plane. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, the, so the, the world premiere of my, my first feature was going to uh, be at PIF, the Portland International Film Festival, which had been going, and we were premiering the second weekend. So it was one of like the towards the end of the festival. So it was sort of like a slow motion nightmare watching the festival going on, but then feeling like, is this safe? And and then I had you know my mom decide because she was at risk that she just couldn't travel. My brother has asthma. And, he was going to come and I was like, Nick, no, you, you have viral induced asthma. That's a terrible idea. But my husband, Tom and I were like, we're going to go We're you know, we have to do it and be there. If they're having it, I'm going to go. And then I made the decision after talking to my producers, it just felt for numerous reasons, it felt wrong, you know, to not be able to celebrate with my family and to also have this sort of, um, fear hanging over, us. I just couldn't even imagine premiering under those circumstances. So mm-hmm. I made up my mind to sort of contact the, the head of the festival to be like, even if you guys are going to keep going, you know, I, I would like to pull the movie just because I can't, we can't be there and it doesn't seem safe. And, but they of course were very aware of what was happening and everything was changing in real time so quickly, but they did end up canceling the festival. So our premiere was um, canceled. So I did not fly, although we were about to, we were, it was like, our premiere was the 13th. We we're going to fly on the 11th. And yeah, it was, we were almost going to be sort of stuck in, in Portland, but we, we were not. So yeah. Oof. yeah. I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. That really blows. Oh my God. I mean, I'm sure when you do have your eventual premiere and everyone you love can be there, it will be completely worth the decision that you had to make. But I'm sure sending that email was like you said, a slow motion nightmare and so heartbreaking. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, the thing that's interesting is I, I definitely went through the feeling of like crying in my bathtub to like my brother being like, what is this happening? And then very quickly just realizing, you know, the, the gravity of the situation. And my, my sister's a doctor, she works in a hospital. So, you know, just putting everything into perspective, um, even though it's really, devastating to work so hard for so long on on something and then feel like there's this fear that it may never be seen or it will get lost or you know your heart and your film and your work and everyone that contributed you know made this film what it is there's that fear that it will get sort of lost but Mm -hmm. in the same time what I've realized is there's this whole 
you know, sea of filmmakers and festivals as well that are in this exact same boat. So actually what's been kind of incredible is to speak. I've been connecting with so many filmmakers, which I may never, you know, I might not have before in the same mm-hmm. way, people who had premieres, you know, at South by that got canceled or are trying to re-strategize or um, think about how to adapt, you know, to the situation. And that's been really heartening actually. And to be honest, there are a lot of weirdly amazing opportunities that have actually come out of this sort of traumatic black hole. <laughs> so in a way, you know, um, in a way it truly is in line with the heart of indie film, which is like, you always just have to be pivoting. You always have to embrace the unknown and embrace what's happening, embrace the change, embrace the impossible, embrace the risk. So in a way it's like, of course, of course this would happen. And of course yeah. we all have to, to rally together. Um, so yeah. Totally. Well, I love that you and fellow filmmakers have been able to find such like a communal silver lining. And I hope that continues as, as long as it needs to. Me too. Um, obviously we're going to talk about Portland today, which is, I believe where you shot your film, right? Yes. Yes. So cool. Well, before we get into that, um, we like to sort of ask people about their travel background and where you grew up and generally like what travel was like for you as a kid. I love that. Yes. Inner child and traveling. Um, so I grew up in, I grew up in Bethesda, Maryland. And I always told people I grew up in DC because it's easier. I don't know. People like know about it, but it also feels like I'm sort of lying. So I really grew up on X Bear Road in Bethesda, Maryland, where my little dead hamster is buried. And, but now my mom <laughs> lives in DC. Um, uh, but yeah, I grew up there and and we were really lucky as kids. So funny. We traveled a lot. My dad traveled a lot for his job. And so he would like come back from trips to Japan and he'd have these like beautiful dolls that he'd give me and my sister. And I remember just being like, one day I'm going to travel to Japan. I haven't yet, but it's definitely on my my dream list. Um, but he traveled a lot and, and I think they instilled in us sort of a, a respect and a desire for you know, experiences beyond what we had in our, in our little neighborhood. So as a family, we did like these trips. I remember one trip we did out West and like, (laughs) I was, we, there's a picture of us all like wearing tea. It's horrible. You guys, it's like Tevas (laughs) and socks. And like, I brought my stuffed animal because I thought that was a good idea. And we all have like really knobby knees and we just look like so awkward. It's very like eighties, like late eighties style, horrible fashions. Um, But we went to the Grand Canyon and then mm. I, I remember we befriended like this British family and they taught us like games and we like had meals together. And I forget the kid's name, but every time he would jump in the pool, he'd be like, bombs away and like, <laughs> like cannonball. And like, I still remember that. I must've been like nine, but um, so yeah, that we took a lot of family trips when we were young and, and a couple times to England too. And I think my dad, like, they made the mistake of taking us to a nice place for tea and my sister would just like eat the butter and, and just like eat the, you know, sugar cubes is like square. Right. So she would just like (laughs) inhale those. And then like, I think I was like, my brother went around to people's tables and just like introduced himself. And I think I was just loud. And so we got, I think probably thrown out of like these nice like tea places and UK but um yeah we, you know there were three of us and we were like loud and always needed snacks and um but yeah we did a lot of traveling as kids those are some of the ones that 
posted out. That's so funny. I also have a memory. I remember the first trip that I went on without my parents was I went with my aunt and uncle and their kids to England. And I also remember going to high tea and like getting a very stern warning that like if I didn't have my shit together for this entire (laughs) meal, like it was going to be bad. And then I remember that like Michael Eisner was sitting at the next like table over wherever we went. And the adults were all very impressed that Michael Eisner was there and we didn't know, but we just kept acting like it was really cool. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, I love it. It's funny the like the the societal pressures that you feel even as a kid when you're like in these spaces that feel you know like outside of your experience and that there's like a way that you have to behave and totally yeah. I also I, remember um, similar to your cannonball kid there was we did a like a double decker like hop on hop off bus oh, yes. tour of London and I remember the guide kept saying throughout as we drove around he would be like and this is this museum but if it's not close or but if it's close today you'll have to come back tomorrow and he said that for every landmark that we drove by so that became like our catchphrase for the trip oh i love that man that's Mm. so that's so good i did go to i did go to london as a 12 year old boy with my brother and my grandpa and my dad we did not attend high tea um i don't know exactly why that was um i think we spent a lot of time in the um uh imperial war museum as is befitting of uh, of a bunch of boys (laughs) we missed that one missed that Oh, yeah. you didn't want to learn about uh, like the trenches of World War One, which was like most of what I did in. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fascinating. Did you guys uh, ever? It's... My mom would also make us write in a journal. Like she would make us write about our day, and like sometimes oh, we just scribble. Like you know, like Nick was mean and like took my blanket or whatever it was, or sometimes it was like just really bad drawings of like the radiator in the room we were in. But she would have us like journal about our experience. And so I have, I mean, I have all those journals and it's kind of a crazy time capsule. Um, yeah. Wow. Did you guys ever I have to definitely, do that? Like, I things? have a journal from this London trip that I need to find. But yeah, my aunt would like make me like staple or tape the like ticket stubs from museums and like write about what we saw. It was so hardcore. This is insane. We also got like a printed itinerary. Oh my God. Yeah, it was wild. No, we had no responsibility to document our journey at all. I mean, we, again, we didn't really take many trips that were document worthy, but uh, this was not something we did. It was mostly like we bought a lot of souvenirs, a lot of junk, but I've since thrown all that junk out. Mm. It was truly junk. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the only souvenir I still have from that trip was I remember there was this place called the English Teddy Bear Company, and it was sort of like very old school Build-A-Bear, and you like bought this like fancy little bitch of a teddy bear, and then you could like put him in thick little sweaters and like a hat and a backpack. And bear has better clothes than me. (laughs) Honestly, he's very chic and he's at my mother's house. (laughs) Get him back, Alex. Get him back. Yeah, I need to. He's very cute. Um, okay. What was it? I guess what was it like? So you, so you took some international travel. Did you, I guess, what was your relation to travel as a kid? Did you like these trips or were these trips kind of like a chore to be on? No, I I loved, I loved them. I loved, I loved eating different food. I loved seeing places. I also 
my mom has like no boundaries, which is something I've like inherited <laughs> and I'm working on. But in a way, it's really joyful to travel with someone like that. And naturally, I think traveling opens you because you are out of your your element and comfort zone. So she would always like make friends wherever we would go. You know, she'd like talk to the old lady who like we went on this this trip to. This sounds like so. God, we d- just just to announce to everyone like. We don't do this anymore. I haven't traveled in forever. This was just like a, a very like fairy tale esque childhood for like a couple years before shit went <laughs> south. But like we took this trip together, just my mom and I to Paris, and and um, she sat down next to this woman, and this woman ended up like teaching us how to eat mussels, which is like you take the shell of one of the mussels and use that to pick out of the other shells the the meat. And because she had said like, oh, you know, you're you're eating muscles wrong. So anyway, my mom just would always sort of befriend people because she was just very open. And so I, I don't know, I really appreciated that aspect of meeting different people. Um, when I did this like uh, Amsterdam program, I think didn't Emma do that too? Emma Koenig mm-hmm. do that on here? Yeah. So I did that Amsterdam program and I went by myself early, which now I'm like, I would never do that. I'd be like too afraid. But I traveled early. And went on a plane and like went to Amsterdam early and stayed in this hostel. And on the plane, I met this woman who was British and she was 30 and I thought she was ancient. So that says a lot. <laughs> like, she's this old British woman. And like, she was fucking 30 years old. God, like crazy. Um, but she like gave me her card and was like, if you ever need a place to stay. Like, that's so, it's so lovely. You know, those connections that sort of blossom and they're so just transient, you know, like I don't have that woman's card. I'll probably never see her again, but I still think about her in that moment. And, um, so yeah, I think I really did love, I really did love those trips and Mm. I, I miss them. I think as an adult, I realize now how lucky I was as a kid to have those experiences and I really miss them. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Very, very well, much. Well, not same for me, but. Well, not for you. You don't want I to can empathize. The yes. Do you miss your tchotchkes, though? <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to go with, I think my tchotchkes were I keychains. I used to have keychain collections, like, all, classic. like, yeah. linked together. That was mm-hmm. classic. Some magnets, even though I had nowhere to put magnets in my room. I had no metal anything, <laughs> so I would <laughs> just keep them in a box. A weird choice. Which was a weird choice. That's um, so funny. Okay. But uh, Jesse, before we get into actual Portland, yeah, um, are there other places in California you talked about? Uh, I think maybe before we got on the call, or maybe on the call, I don't remember about your love for Big Sur. Yes, are there other places in California that you love visiting? Yes, um, Ojai has become just a favorite, a favorite getaway spot because it's so close. It's like you know maybe like two hours, maybe a little less to drive there. And you just feel because of the mountains, you really feel this, I don't know this, I'm going to use the word energetic here. Okay, please don't hate me. Um, This like energetic (laughs) feeling of like grounding. And also there's the river, there's water there that, and just the, the nature there's so beautiful. It really feels like an escape from, from the city. And uh, I have some friends that live there, and that sort of opened my eyes, I think, to to a lot of of what's possible when you live here. Being able to drive there, even just for the day, you know, or stay one night, um, and also, of course, like you know, Joshua Tree is so beautiful, and Palm Springs is so fun, and um, 
Yeah, but I guess mostly, mostly Ojai, I feel like, is, is the place mm. that has drawn us. Yeah. Yeah. We just uh, recorded an episode with somebody for Ojai. So Amazing. that's very, we were just taught when we, I mean, people here when on that episode, we've never been. So we've, we <gasps> really guys. had no conception of Ojai and like what it was like. And now, now we very much would like to go. I feel like y'all would love it. Like stay at the Ojai Rancho in like, they go to like uh, harmonics, food harmonics. Like there's this really cool, crazy open air bookstore. that's like, you know, Ooh. old school. Um, but everything, it's just shelves outside, like in a, oh, cool. it's like a little maze. That's but really everything fun. is exposed. You can like sit in little corners. And, and then there's amazing hikes. Like, um, one is by this reserve, I forget, but also people ride horses around there. Mm. I've only like hiked. I haven't ridden the horses, but, uh, but it's so beautiful. The light there is really beautiful too. And the, oh, cool. what is the center? There's Krishman. I don't want to butcher it and be incorrect, but <laughs> on a podcast, but there is um, a center that was a, a spiritual center there um, where people like would go and study and do like meditation retreats and, so it also has that, obviously, there's like a lot of um, yoga and healing modalities that have sort of flourished there, a lot of like ceramicists and photographers. And so it does feel like, you know, a lot of interesting artsy vibes to be had, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, cool. For sure. Oh, Yeah, I we got to freaking go. We can't go now, but. Oh, we really do have to go. We got to we freaking go. Um, so before we get it to Oregon, we're just going to give you our quick traveler quiz to sort of suss out what kind of it's traveler called the take you are. me there traveler quiz yeah it has a really oh creative God. name okay cool i'm excited um, i'm scared okay. no you're gonna you, pass with flying colors most people fail just so oh okay God, okay so great stupid. great no um problem. so jazzy do you prefer short trips all the time or big trips sometimes oh, that's so hard short trips all the time okay great um when it comes to getting to the airport are you always early or late but worth the wait oh my god so early i'm insane like really? sometimes i'd be so early we'd like take another flight like because like like an earlier whoa flight. that's incredible um well first of all you should tell jesse that you're not one of us nice early people who plans ahead you well, should tell I her have that to be so that you don't you get an ulcer <laughs> Should tell or admit yourself to Jesse. I am comfortable telling Jesse that I would like to walk out of the Uber and onto the tarmac. Wait, that's so interesting, Alex. I would not. I would have assumed you were the early, early. Really? Because no Jesse, I, was, I wish as an no organized way. planner, as like a really great producer of experiences. Like I don't know, but I also love that you just like to have it be more streamlined. I think it's uh, like if it's uh, if it's just me, like if other people are involved, then yeah, I want to be like considerate and make sure that like I'm uh, well, uh, anyone too. other than Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but my preference, like I get very overwhelmed by choices at the airport, and if I spend too much time, I'm just like, well, I need to go in every single store and see what they're selling. We just had to kind of develop a system where. Um, <laughs> Just I determine when we're leaving and I order the lift and she can get in it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Copy yeah. that. That's <laughs> it's funny because when I was a little kid, we used to just give my dad his boarding pass and be like, I guess we'll see you there or not. 
and sometimes he did not show up. So I, I don't think I realized it's until so this insane. moment. It's so insane that you had that experience on the other side of that yeah, and then so became I, your dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Isn't that great though? I that is wonderful. Oh. So silly. Okay. So, okay. Next question. Um, do you prefer a tight itinerary or loose plans? Oh, I like – it's hard. I like both. Like I like to have a list of things where I'm like, I'm so excited to do this. But it's, I feel like most of my days are so structured and planned. I really love just being like free and being able mm. to go with the flow on a, on a trip. Totally. Yep. Sort of like, nice. I feel like this is going to sound pretentious, but I feel like sort of like when you're shooting, it's like you have a plan, but then also you're fully ready to abandon it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's probably like part of why you're a very good traveler is because you have experience doing that, of being adaptable. Maybe, I never thought of it like that, but maybe, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I do mm-hmm. like to like just go with. The flow, which sometimes can be, you know, it's like let's just hop on this bus and like see what happens. <laughs> sometimes can turn out not the best, but also sometimes it's a fun adventure. Yeah, I do feel like when you produce stuff, because like all three of us have produced projects in the past, you kind of like build this toolkit of like, a you're like, yeah, things will work out. Like we'll figure out how to like solve this problem if we didn't figure it out before. But also like. You're just like, oh, things are going to go wrong and we'll just deal with them because things always yes. go wrong anytime you make anything. So you feel like I, I would say less stressed than maybe other people do in those scenarios. I love that you brought that up because I do feel like who ever told us that life is supposed to go like things are supposed to go the way you want them to go. Like rarely does that ever happen. Usually it's the opposite. So I, I agree. I think just acknowledging that shit is usually going to go awry and not the way you plan so when it does let's celebrate that because that's insanely amazing but also yeah it just prepares you to be really creative and adaptable because of course things are not going to go the way you want them yeah totally. yeah Sadly, um, okay I mean, next I question i mean i know same <laughs> so next question is I mean, Jesse, you have amazing style, so I'm I'm sort of interested to hear oh God, this. Do you, you pack for the gram or do you pack for the grind? Oh, I'm so bad. Actually, Alex, I feel like you inspire me so much. I feel like you're my anytime I need advice about, you know this. I mean, like face masks or like, I don't know, fashion, like belts. I'll just be like, what is Alex? What does she buy? What does she wear? What does she do? I feel like my style is sort of like that of a 12-year-old boy. Like I don't think I wish I thought more about that because sometimes it is fun to have almost like costume pieces Mm -hmm. that you like throw in and you're like, oh, this will be so fun. We go on that thing. But I guess usually I pack for comfort and then maybe have like one really like fun, sexy, like cool outfit that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to rock this when we go to that like dinner or something. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love packing for like a special moment and then like making sure that you're comfortable and prepared. And also, I don't think you dress like a 12 year old boy. Your style is like very like <laughs> chic and effortless and gameen. And I love it. And oh you gameen, me I'm writing well. that down. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down, girl. Oh um, okay. So um, when you travel, do you prefer life. to rent a place or get a room, like Airbnb or hotel? Oh, I guess we've mostly been doing the Airbnb. B&B thing so maybe I'd have to say that but that mm-hmm. that's been useful for like the small trips like to Ojai to Joshua Tree um 
But <laughs> but of course, like hotels are like so fun. I really love robes. I love slippers. Ugh. I love when they give yes. them to you. Heaven, so, truly. That's it's a tough choice, but maybe now. So, yeah, maybe Airbnb with place. like an, a hotel aspiration. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Obsessed. Um, so when you travel, what's kind of like your media diet? Are you doing podcasts? Are you doing music? Are you doing movies? Are you doing books? Mm, books and music for sure. Mm, like amazing. I like to Do make you- like a playlist. Oh, go ahead. Oh, love that. We've been hearing that from a lot of guests, which I think is interesting. And we need to like experiment with more of like playlisting for our travel. Yeah. Like which Limp Biscuit album are you going to listen oh, to? Oh my trip? God. Classic. <laughs> just revisited, I just revisited like the dashboard confessional era and like, mm. oh my God, uh, so bad. Like save the day. Screaming and, infidelities, you yeah, know. <laughs> you know, it's just something about it still. Still really, yeah. <laughs> I remember going on to, I only brought up Limp Bizkit <laughs> because I remember going on a trip to Boston with past guest uh, Travis Helwig mm-hmm. and and we all had 30 minutes like to walk around the Boston Common area and everyone just went to this like record store nearby to buy the Limp Bizkit uh newest release on cd (laughs) what happened to limp biscuit that was such a moment that you know such a moment god i don't know i I wonder fred durst where are you um okay jesse is there one thing that you always bring this is gonna sound so lame like my contacts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that's I'm, I'm so blind like I have the same eyesight as my mother and she's 65 so it's like really bad I hope I Oof. hope it doesn't get worse because it I mean it can't really I won't be able to function but yeah I mean I'm like obsessed about making sure I have like plenty of those because I want to see mm. yeah that's the whole point wow have you ever had like an issue that like put the fear of God in you with the contacts with your contacts yeah yeah I think I think once it was like we were out and I like lost one and you know it just feels really discombobulating to be able to like see out of one eye and not the other and be like well I'm out for the day and I have no way to get another pair and or you don't pack enough or yeah definitely I know it's like very it's a very small thing but at the same time it feels very it's a really big thing can I tell you a story it's very quick but one of the most embarrassing moments for me in middle school was I had a girl over to my house for a sleepover and she wore contacts. And I remember she was like, do you have any contact solution? And no one in my family wears contacts, but my dad is a physician. So I was like, oh, do we have any contact solution? Do we have saline solution? Whatever. And my mom gave me this bottle and she was like, this should be fine. And then it turned out that it was the kind of saline solution that has salt in it. And my poor little friend like put her contacts in and was just like, no. "No." And it was so bad. Did you guys stay friends? Yeah, we did stay friends. I don't think we talk anymore because she, we like don't live in the same state anymore, but (laughs) um, I still feel bad about it. Oh God, yeah. It's It's just a weird, it's a weird thing. It becomes like your whole world. When you, yeah, when you absolutely. To yeah. Oh, totally. Okay. Last question, and probably the most important. Um, when you are on a plane, are you an aisle queen or a window bitch? Aisle queen. Yes. I need the room for my legs, and I don't like yes. feeling trapped. Join the club. Yes. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Very much and the I same. Like- we do usually like an across the aisle from each other situation when we're traveling together. That is ideal. Tom is ideal. all like we're both tall and like have very long limbs. So 
sadly, if we're like, if we're stuck in the situation, I'll give him the aisle and I will, I will sacrifice myself and take the goddamn middle, but I hate it. I hate it. And it sucks yeah. the whole way. Wow. So that's, but so, yeah, we try what to a do a good way if you are. I mean, here's an idea know, I just had. For I don't know if that's true. Okay. But I can do that. This is an idea I just had for plants. Okay, okay. they take out all the middle seats. Uh huh. So mm. there's that's where the aisles. Can I? You let me please explain. That they sit. They take out all the middle seats. This is a classic, like three on each side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. They take out all the middle seats. They put luggage racks there, and then they turn the luggage racks into little beds, and you can sleep <gasps> in those. <laughs> Why don't you write this? Like write a I'm letter gonna, to somebody. I'm write a very, a very frantic, psychotic letter to like American Airlines Do after it. this. Include That's a list of work. grievances, and then also yes. include this pr- solution. Yeah, you know? and my demand for as many miles as unlimited uh, miles in exchange for my brilliant idea. Oh my God, this there sounds like go. that Paul Thomas Anderson movie with Adam Sandler. Um, oh, my God. oh yes, punch yes. drunk love. Yes. <laughs> <Punch> drunk love. <laughs> well, I probably will be you drunk share. when I send the email. So for sure, yeah. <laughs> it's like you share the affinity with that character. Um, amazing. Um, okay, well, Jesse, you passed. Just oh FYI, you passed the test. I was like, what happens if you don't? Do you guys like hang up on the person? Yeah, yeah it's just, just like an abrupt hang over. up. And then we Bailed. spend the second half of the podcast making fun of the guests. <laughs> totally. Okay, great. I'm so glad I did not fail. Sounds good. Um, so Jesse, we're talking today about Portland. Um, Alex and I have never been there. So that's where you should start your, um, uh, I guess, like consciousness from. But uh, what what was your first trip to Portland and, and why did you, I guess, fall in love with the place? Yes. Uh, I'm so excited for you guys to have the experience of going for the first time because it's. I feel like you guys will love it. Um, I went for the first time, I think it was about two years ago. It was 2018. And it was for a, a sort of scouting trip for um, for my movie, Sophie Jones. So it was like, you know, we had, I had no money. I'd never made a movie. It was like impossible. But I was like, I just have to go and see this place and meet and, and just feel like it's real. And so I put it on my credit card and it's a really short flight. That's the other thing that's really important. It's like an hour and something, you know, you watch a movie and you're there. And it's hard to explain. I mean, it has, it has an incredible food scene, it has incredible coffee and bars it has incredible nature like this Japanese rose garden the I mean this is sort of I know we're talking specifically Portland but you can also drive to like Washington you can drive to you know the coast you can drive to um you know the Salmon River Hood River there's Mount Hood there's a mountain a Mount Tabor there's like this there's just so much um natural beauty there and there's so much water that was the big thing that struck me I think Moving to California, I didn't realize how dry, and of course, California has its own beauty, but, you know, the air is dry, the plant life is different. This, it's like, because it gets so much rain, Portland is called the City of Roses, and it's also called the City of Bridges, so there are a lot of bridges as well. But because of the rain, the plant life is just incredible, and you see this, like, vivid neon green, like, moss and lichen, like, wrapping itself around trees. There are tons of waterfalls we shot. I was scouted a bunch um, on this trip and saw all these waterfalls. I was like, oh, we have to, you know, I have to have some of these exterior scenes with the family in, in these, um, you know, around these beautiful waterfalls. There's a bridge called Bridge of the Gods. I mean, 
It's mm-hmm. it's amazing, you know. So I think it's it's um it also is a really incredible art scene like the Blue Sky Art Gallery. I just have so many places I want to tell you guys about. The like the oh, Sandy Hut is my favorite bar. It's like something out of a t- Tarantino movie. It's like so. It's called the Sandy Hut. It's just the best bar. I go there all the time. But anyway, so that's how it started as this sort of um, big exploration of the place, and and I stayed with my um, my friend and producer on the film who I had like just met and now she's like, you know, like family. And she introduced me to like a lot of these, a lot of these places and, you know, they have thrift stores. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting in terms of like, originally it was like a logging and a mining area. So historically, you know, there are a lot of older, people there and it tends at first I was a little bit like wow this is not the most diverse place I've ever been in my life but um what's interesting is there's sort of like a an influx of creatives because people can afford to live there um and there's like a lot of musicians right and there's also that like not burgeoning even anymore but the indie film scene is big there you know the twilight movie shot there like Portlandia episodes of the OA but then there's also like the old sort of logging town feel in a way but then now nike has a headquarters there and like swift and wide and kennedy these like ad agencies so it's an interesting like mix of places um but i just really yeah i just totally fell in love with it that was like a whole mess of just me talking about things but oh no i love it i love it yeah we really have no concept of portland i mean we know a couple people that live there um, and I've seen photos and they look <laughs> We've nice. We've watched all of those I've, shows you mentioned. I've seen shows, the OA especially, who doesn't love the OA. Oh, okay. But uh, it, yeah, it just feels like we have, beyond being like, oh, that would be a nice place to go for a weekend. I haven't thought that much about the place, but like the Pacific Northwest as like a ecological uh, environment that is like distinct and interesting is very compelling to me. Yeah. Also cool that your first trip there was a location scout, which kind of is sort of a unique lens for travel because you're deliberately exploring it to be like, can I, how, how am I going to use this as part of my toolkit? Like it's so deeply part of your medium. So that must've been a really interesting way to see it for the first time. Yeah, it was really it was really fun, and also because I was just taking photos like all the time, right? And also just <sighs> smelling the smells, and you know that helped it feel real. And also, it just felt like, yeah, discovering a whole new world. You know, I just had no concept of what this place was like, and and also all the weird, like, funny idiosyncrasies that like people don't know how to merge in Portland, like driving wise. It's like so different from LA, and sometimes there's this like, um, I mean, Lindsay talks about it a lot too, like this weird sort of passive aggressive thing sometimes, but then also this, like there are lots of signs about like love for all and like, you know, <laughs> like, like equality. And, but then also sometimes people are just like mean and it's just an interesting, um, place. And because for so much, I guess of the year, there's a lot of rain, right. It's very gray. There's also so many writers that are like born there and like, and also filmmakers like, you know, Kelly Reichardt filmed so much there and, you know, Lynn Shelton and, um, and also obviously in like Washington, but in the Pacific Northwest in general. But there's something about 
that place that just feels really, really special. Um, so yeah. And a lot of photographers, like a lot of artists, because I guess it, it breeds a lot of introspection in a way, because sometimes you are stuck inside and it's really rainy and gray, but then also the spring and summer months are just like insanely gorgeous. And there's so much water. I don't know. Water makes me feel like emotional and there's like a lot of emotion and a lot of unconscious that you can unpack or something for some reason. Oh, so. I love that. So do you think that if someone was like going to plan a trip there, that spring and summer really is the move? I think it depends on what you want to go for. Cause like the mist and like is, is just like fantastical looking and like mythological looking, right? Like some mm-hmm. of those shots from <laughs> not to bring it back to twilight again, but to bring it back to twilight. <laughs> like if you look at some of those shots with the evergreens, you're like, this is majestic. This is insane. And like, that would be more, like fall, you know, and the, mm, the okay. leaves changing are sickening, like so beautiful. Oh, but, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I mean, spring, I think would be an incredible time to go because everything is blossoming and all of the, you know, the water and all that gestation germination period is like then moving into full blown bloom situation. So, I mean, I think you can't go wrong, but yes, I would say like fall, sexy fall trip or even you know mm-hmm. like sexy spring trip seems fun yeah as long as it's sexy it has to be sexy. Oh, for sure it just um, has to be sexy you know, <laughs> for sure um jesse do you want to i guess because we're so dumb about portland do you want to like if you were planning a trip for alex and i if you were like hey you're going to portland this is where this is even like you don't have to recommend a specific hotel though if you have one that's great or a specific airbnb but just kind of like stay in this area. This is where I would eat. This is what I would do. Like, I guess like pitch a weekend to Alex and I is how I would frame it. Love it. Okay. So I know this sounds like not exciting, but you would have to, and you could even do this at the, at the, um, airport when you guys land, you have to experience Burgerville, which is basically like Portland's in and out. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. just really good. You just have to do it. Um, I would definitely have you guys, in terms of where to stay, there are a lot of like cute boutique hotels downtown that uh, are really economical, but then also they are some wacky, fun, like Airstreamers and small like cottage houses that you could stay in that might be more interesting because you're more in the, the neighborhood. So it really depends on how you want to go. Uh, but you'd have to go to Oblique Coffee Shop, which definitely like shout out to oblique that we shot there. And that was actually where we met Tom McCarthy and his DP and AD when they were prepping for their movie and we were prepping for our movie. And I was like, what are the chances that like fucking Tom McCarthy is in the same like Portland coffee shop as us right now? This is magical. And it's owned by a family and they live above the coffee shop and the coffee shops, the coffee is amazing. And the place is like, like really sweet. And so I would definitely say get your coffee there because you might see, see Tom McCarthy and also the coffee's good. Cool. Um, and yeah, I would say drive along some of the bridges, like they're bridges that connect like Southeast, I believe Southeast and downtown. So I forget some of my, the names of some of those, but you'll just like find some bridges to drive around um, on. Definitely and this is, you know, the order is up to you, but you'd have to hit up the Sandy Hut. You absolutely have to, which is the best. Also, okay. if you're into Tiki, Alibi yes, Tiki Lounge, it is the most incredible. Like the decor, the owners have like 
they have gathered for over 20 years, all these like tchotchkes and like artifacts and like, you know, elements. And they also have karaoke. So that I would hit up those two for sure. Um, to get your art on, you want to go to Blue Sky Gallery. That's downtown. They also feature amazing local photographers. Um, like there's this one, oh, I have to, I'll, I'll send his name to you guys after so you can put in okay. the link. But he like takes photos of his, there's all of his like daughter documenting her growing up and, you know, this like intense close up in black and white on film of her like staring with these like giant Coke bottle glasses at this like praying mantis on her finger and like her dressed as a ghost. And I don't know, it's, it's just so beautiful and personal and they really highlight local artists, which I think is cool. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. Blue Sky Gallery. Also Thrift which I know, Alex, I've talked to you yes, about please. a lot. Artifact Thrift Store. I got like a leather duffel bag there for like $30 my first trip there. And I was just, I felt insane. It was amazing. <gasps> they have great finds. <sighs> amazing. Um, Daedalus Books is a bookstore, like thrift vintage bookstore. That's amazing. I would recommend. I don't know if you guys like, I always, wherever I go, I like to go to an old bookstore any trip I don't know it just like feels comforting and I like the smell so that is a weird thing that I offer we got a great tip from Amy Solomon who's one of our guests and she said that when she's planning a trip to a city she's never been to she always starts by finding indie bookstores because she's like Ah, if there's an indie bookstore then there's probably cool stuff around it oh my god yes I love that um so that and in terms of some of the nature stuff the Japanese garden is incredible I had been wanting to go and I'd never gone until um, this year when I went on a trip back there and my uncle took me and it's just like so epic and beautiful the way it's been like curated and the rock gardens and it's really amazing. Um, And then you got to see like La Turelle Falls, like this like waterfall and um, definitely hit a bridge of the gods. And the coast is, even though it's not in Portland, it's, the drive itself is incredible, and it would only take you about two hours. The drive is so beautiful because you can watch the land change from, like, wheat fields to, like, you know, skinny gray pine trees to, like, vast ocean, which does remind me a lot. I think that's why, partially, I was like, this is amazing. It reminds me of the sort of Big Sur vibe, that, like, raw, wild mm. feeling, like these craggy cliffs and, you know, the water is really, like, violent and powerful and um so that i would recommend that as just like a drive too for sure um Mm. so those are some those are some of them there's so much food you guys there's so much food like it's so good and oh we you got it sorry just before i you have to go to i forget the area but they have all these food trucks right like portland is like known for their their food trucks so you can go to this area and it's like 10 food trucks all parked and then there's like communal tables and you just get what you want and then you like all eat and so that also is like really very fun and chill oh cool oh yeah that's awesome yeah i my my question was going to be only to coax more recommendations out of you which you've already gave us a huge list so this is kind of me being a jerk but i (laughs) want to know like if you were like breakfast lunch dinner these are my favorite spots for those meals in portland what would those be yeah, this is very hard, but some that like come to my mind. Fried egg, I'm in love, would be a good mm. breakfast brunch spot. 
very like very economical, simple whole bowl for lunch. It is amazing. I mean, it's just like a bowl with like, you know, rice and like beans and you can like, and it's this guy in an Airstream and he just like makes these and you can have like a little sauce in there, some sour cream, a little cilantro, but it's so good. So whole mm. bowl for lunch. And then this is hard. It's like bang bang is amazing. Thai food. There's also like la moule, M-O-U-L-E, which is like a little bit nicer. There's like, so that's, it's hard. Cause there's just, honestly, I feel like I have not, like I, I did not eat at the same place except for Hobel twice on every trip I've been there. And I still feel like I have not even like scratched the surface of the, oh, wow. the That's food cool. scene there. Yeah. It's like such a legit food scene. Did you do like grocery shopping when you were in Oregon? And is it like, is there like a local chain that we should like be aware of? Or is it kind of the standard stuff? That's a good question. I feel like. I did a little bit, but not really. Got it. Because mostly either I ate out when I went on those, like, scout trips or when I was there and we were shooting was all just, like, you know, the crafty. meals we would have. Yeah, crafty yeah. stuff or, like, um, like a lot of coffee. So yeah, I'm trying to think a of, listener like, will fill us in on that yeah, front, not yeah. to worry. Um, oh, God, now I really want to go. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Let me – I have more questions. Here's one of my questions. Ready? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, do you have – I guess, like, what, making a film about Port, not about Portland, but set in Portland, was there any – do you have any stories from making that film that felt very, like, Portland-esque or felt like, um, I guess, cast an interesting light on choosing to shoot your film there? I mean – I guess the thing that felt really special, and maybe this is any place where you shoot in in the town and have like the community support, but it just, I mean, because my cousin is from Portland, that's and a lot of um, the the young actors in the film are either friends of hers or, or people she's known from the the acting classes at this one uh, studio in Portland. There, we were used, you know, someone's mom let us use her Volvo and like another, you know, group of parents like made lunch for us one day and we shot in my cousin's actual like childhood home. And it just felt, it felt like, I don't know, the whole thing felt like it could never have happened if we didn't shoot it in Portland, if we didn't shoot it in that place with those people, with the support of that entire community of people, like you know, um, my cousins has these family friends who now I like have become very close with and like they let us use their house for both of these like giant party scenes. <laughs> like, and you know, when like a film uses your home, like we try to be like so careful, but I don't think anyone realizes like how much you take over a space and it's like so mm-hmm. absurd. And we also had like tons of teenagers and like, you know, people like in the house, like doing a party scene and like running all around. So, um, we almost lost like their cat, but we found the cat. It was totally fine. Oh so it was, like 3am, like 3am after you wrapped them, like, where is this cat? Like, please, I can't have lost their cat after they like let us use their home. But yeah, shout out to Mike and Sandra, like just the most generous people. So, and, and I don't know if that's like the most exciting Stories, no, I love but, that. <laughs> but it's like, especially with an independent film like this, like it does not happen without an entire community like lifting you up, and that is what Portland did for us. So 
I just have oh, so cool. that's so cool. So um, happy about it. One uh, final-ish question as we approach uh, a point where we'll uh, have to wrap up, unfortunately. I but yeah. uh, are there other day trips? You mentioned day trips and kind of like the value of Portland is that you're so close to nature and stuff like that. Are there specific day trips out of the city you really like? Yes, going driving to the coast for sure and going to um, the ocean. It would definitely be a day trip you'd want to take. Um, I'd say also a trip to um, Mount Hood and like the Hood River area. It's where um, my friend and my producer, uh, Lindsay Guerrero, got married. And so we went up and it's just so beautiful. And there's like an orchard like at the base or by the base of the mountain. And it's a big... Like a lot of people obviously ski and snowboard, and but Tom and I don't, don't do that. So we just like walked around and, you know, there's like berry picking and it's like a, another sort of small town. Um, but that would be definitely another like trip to take around like Mount Hood, Hood River area for sure. Oh, cool. cool. I you love, love berry picking. I love berry picking. I love mountains. Yeah, I love, love streams. You guys would love Birds. the Pacific Northwest and you would love Portland, I feel like. Oh, I know. Yeah, we really need yeah, to Yeah, we go. really and we have some uh some good friends that live there. So Yeah, and they have a place for us to stay. I we're know. idiots. Oh we are God. we're kind of stupid idiots. But we're <laughs> we're trying to get there as soon as we're allowed to travel again. For sure. And that'd be a good like trip once once you're able to. Yeah. Um speaking of trips of once we're able to, that's kind of our, our wrap-up question for all our guests is like Basically, uh, like when this is all over, where is the first place you want to go? I mean, I have two. I've like at really aspirational because I don't know if my like, um, you know, if my check from the government would pay for this. But like, I definitely would want to go um, to yeah, Japan. Japan just keeps like ringing in my ears but then as like the realistic attainable like doable i'd want to i mean it's kind of silly but bringing it back to the inner child like i'd want to go back to dc and visit my mom and see her mm-hmm. yeah That's so nice yeah like, I japan hope, uh, also but dc yeah but dc i mean dc's got a lot of japanese stuff too i'm sure they got <laughs> those cherry true. blossoms they have cherry museums blossoms. they got me yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. There's yeah. got to be a Japanese restaurant there. I'm sure for sure. Yeah. For sure. yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Jesse, this was so lovely. It really We're was. just so happy you could come on. Thank for you people, both so much. Yeah. For people that want to follow you online or to check out your film, like where can people find all that stuff? Yeah, sure. So, um, my handle for Twiddle. Twiddle. Oh no. Oh no. Don't <laughs> right put at the that end. in. Don't put that in, but you gotta put that in for Twiddle. What the fuck? Oh god. Sorry, are we not allowed to curse on this either? No, no we actually okay, wanted you to curse oh the god. whole time. What a silly, insane thing I said. Um for Twitter and Instagram. Holy shit. Twitter and Instagram, I'm bar Jesse. Um, so okay. my last name and then my first name. And then yeah, jessiebar.com, sophiejonesmovie.com. All that, all that stuff is there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. This is really so fun, and and I love that you guys are doing this, and I really enjoy listening. So I appreciate, I appreciate chatting with you both. Thank cool. You. Well, this thank was you, so Jesse. Jesse, have a have a great rest of your day. You too. I'll talk to you all soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.